Hello, 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 and welcome back. <laughs> We're back. It's your girl, <laughs> and this is the Mommy Falls of a New Black Mom. And this week's episode is really... I don't like the word touchy, because I feel like when I say touchy, people automatically get into their offensive... They, they think I'm about to hurt somebody's feelings. They get really touchy. But this week's episode is kind of based off of a lot of different pieces. Um, one is based off of a conversation me and my husband have often about our teenage daughter. And two, based off of what we see around us, that kind of always has us in these hesitant moments of like testing i would say it's a moment where you and your mate or significant other wife husband baby daddy whatever grandparent whoever you're raising your children with whether it be solo or not you always go through these weird moments where you go what would you do if that was our child so we had that moment (laughs) and i say you have it often because the older you get and the more you're in a parenting kind of state you notice different things. You notice what you and your, your mate will accept. You notice what you and your mate thinks appropriate. And this episode is all about appropriate things for appropriate ages. Um, I find it really funny because where I live is a very big city, but it's definitely small by how many people know people. Like, I can connect me to different people within, like, one or two steps that don't have to be family members. Uh, like, six degrees away from someone, I could do it in probably two. So, when the conversation came up, um, I was dropping my daughter off, and me and one of the daycare teachers were having a conversation, and she was talking about how she's, she knows a, a girl, and her daughter, you know, is a part of a dance club, and she dances really kind of inappropriately for her age, and she's taking her on these lavish trips and giving her all these lavish gifts, and she's like, you know, I feel like you're putting your child in this position where they act like a brat, they're overly spoiled, they don't value anything, and then you make it hard for them to enjoy small joys in life. Everything needs to be extravagant, over the top, super expensive, super, you know, rich kid lifestyle. But then if what if it was taken away? Would they still be a valued child? Crazy part, she didn't she never said the woman's name. And when she got through probably a third of the conversation, I said, Oh, I know you talk about. Is her name such and such? And she looked at me, chuckled and said, Yes, how do you not say, Oh, <laughs> I'm best friends with her sister? And she was like, Wow, it's a small world. I said, It is. I said, You know what's crazy? Her sister is total opposite of her. I said, Her sister is very humble. Her sister works hard. Her sister is not as lavish or bold, but she also has this way where it's almost like people want their children to have what they didn't have and not to say you know she didn't have it but it was like you want your child to be so spoiled in a sense where they don't really know how to be a kid because you want them to be an adult with you you're raising them as your best friend you're raising them as your equal she's nine years old with a brand new iphone 11 she went to mexico for her ninth birthday you know, she, she's in a, a dance group where she dances, and the dancing is a bit raunchy. And I say raunchy because I've always felt like when it comes to hip-hop style dances, it's very touch-and-go with what is appropriate and what's not. And the reason I say touch-and-go is because a lot of times we know what culturally is appropriate versus what people perceive our culture. And I mean that by we know that twerking and booty popping is a part of black culture, but at a certain age and a certain scope, it turns from cute little dance moves to almost vulgarity. And I say that because she's not. She's not 
15, 16. She's not an 18-year-old girl. She's nine years old. And the moves that she's doing is something that someone's taught her. So being that it was taught to her, she feels like she should be doing them. I, myself, am very particular about what I want to introduce to my children, whether it be hairstyles, clothing, all of that. Um, And the reason I say I'm very particular is because one of the things me and my husband agree on is how our daughter dresses. Now, when you're a small baby, even under the age of eight, two pieces aren't as inappropriate as they are the older you get. Because I feel like from like the time you start wearing a bathing suit, which is probably like one, to the time you're probably like eight, your body is still flat chested. You don't really have curves. You don't really have anything that's going to depict sexualness without someone initiating it, making it, or pushing it for their own agenda. Versus a girl who's 13, 14 with curves and boobs and hips and different things of that such, where there's no imagination. So you kind of have to allow some type of modesty, but you want your kids to feel comfortable in their skin. One of the things we agreed on was how we don't really care for, you know, the two-piece for our oldest because she is in this moment of trying to find her her groove and she's defining herself and her curves and her body parts and she wants to be seen and she wants to have people notice and she wants a push-up bra. And I'm just like, what are you fishing? What are you fishing for? Because you want the attention of something you don't, you don't have any idea what you're going after but you feel like if you go after it, you'll get something you want. Wrong. <laughs> and one of the biggest things is clothing and hairstyles. We took my daughter to this Easter party. And all of her little girlfriends and little homegirls had weaving their hair, makeup on, see-through lace, fishnet, crop tops, booty shorts, all this grown attire. And most of these kids were under 15. And when I say most, like, 75% of these kids were not even 16 years old. But their parents are at an age where they're so young, where they're entertaining their children as if they're dressing themselves. So they'll buy them or give them money to go to Forever 21 and buy the crop tops and the little, you know, extra low body suits or the super tight jeans and the super short shorts and the cutout shirts that have all this inappropriateness. But... What are you trying to initiate is the big thing. Um, My biggest issue is I don't want my children to be looked at in a sexual manner. I cannot hide curves. I cannot hide body parts. But what I can hide is the luring eyes of inappropriate men or women looking at my child as a piece of meat. And what kids don't understand is you're looking at it like, I just want my friends to think my outfit is cute. Or I just want to look cute for this boy so he can notice me. Well, the boy is going to notice you regardless because his hormones are on the same level as your hormones. So the interest is there. And it ain't going to come from nowhere. And it's not going to just happen to happen because you put on a crop top. The difference is me and my husband are on the same page. Whereas her mom is entertaining her as a teenager who needs to be young and popping. Let's just say that. She buys her short shorts and crop tops and little things. And I I personally feel like my 13-year-old does not need to wear Victoria's Secret underwear. Maybe a hoodie. 
maybe a sweatpant. But why does she need Victoria's Secret underwear when she can't keep her Hanes underwear clean? Why does my daughter need Victoria's Secret bra panty set when she can't keep her Walmart bra clean? Why do you entertain your children into things that they feel is appropriate when they don't know how to value things that would show they could take care of themselves, their body, and the items that you purchase? Another thing is hair. I myself grew up in a very, I wouldn't even call it strict, but very defined in the rules kind of household. Whereas my parents, you know, let me have the freedom of my hair. But it was all within moderation. I feel like I know for a fact I didn't get like weaving my hair like that till I was like 17, 16, 17. And even then, I had to get the approval of my parents of what was appropriate. And I used to go to the hair salon every two weeks faithfully. My father was a big adamant person about keeping my appearance clean and my hair done. And he was raising me as a single parent. So he wanted me to always look my best. And me looking my best, one of the major things was keeping my hair done. And the lady who did my hair from the time I was like 11 till I was 18, no, 19, was so in the loop with my father. She knew what he would and wouldn't approve of. She knew what I could and couldn't get away with. But she also gave me things that gave me freedom of expression. So she maybe gave me a bob, but the bob had a little asymmetric. She maybe gave me a pony, but the pony was hanging to the left and a little sassy. I didn't look like a 28-year-old woman, nor did I look like a child trying to be a 28-year-old woman. What's crazy is I look back and I think, you know, I always tried to be myself, but I never tried to be grown. I wanted to be looked at as an individual. I wanted to be looked at as a person. I wanted to be looked at as cute and popping. Those were most important not oh I want to be perceived as 18 I never wanted to be older and it's so weird because I hear kids now I can't wait to be I said wait to be broke wait to have a job wait to have bills what you can't wait for (laughs) stay a kid forever enjoy your parents paying your bills forever why are you in such a urge in such a race to be broke sad and stressed Yes, adults can drink, adults can smoke, adults can do things that adults do, but that doesn't make their life all of that. Parents usually work anywhere between an average of 50 to 65 hours now. Parents usually are living from paycheck to paycheck. Parents usually, you know, are at a point of stress and anxiety where they're worried about maintaining or what's the next move or what's the next step or what's the next thing we have to accomplish. When you don't understand that money and jobs and all the responsibility, you tend to lack the motivation to want to be an adult. And I always look at kids who have more adult hairstyles or makeup, and I always think, wow. I remember when eyeliner and eyelashes was a big thing, like a big deal to have in a sense of like... I remember everyone like going into the phase of wearing eyeliner and everyone at my school had like bought this eyeliner because they wanted this like cat eye. And it was so funny to me because I look back now and I'm like, girl, we were pressed, pressed to look this way, pressed to have this, pressed to, to fit this mold. 
But in the same breath, we all wanted to fit in. So at the end of the day, that was the most important thing. We're going to take a quick break, and I'll be back. So we are back, biggity bark. <laughs> I'm sorry, um, but now we're back and we're talking about appropriate, what's appropriate, age appropriate, clothes appropriate. Um, one of the craziest thing is, I know me and a couple of close friends were talking about little girls looking like little girls, which sounds like such a phrase for a T-shirt, but it's the absolute truth. I never thought that the way I looked as a kid would be nostalgic or the goofy middle school years of me wearing pastel jumpers and striped polos and out of date, out of, out of style outfits would be such a thing. And I laugh because I look back now as an adult and I'm like... Oh my God, these kids look like they should be paying somebody's bills or working somebody's poles. And even with babies, it's like, I I saw, you know, a couple things about a little girl getting a weave. And I don't know her story. It simply was pictures. And to me, you can't go off of pictures without some type of background. Because I can see a little girl getting a weave and she could be dealing with alopecia. She could be dealing with hair loss. She could be dealing with cancer. So I can't judge the fact that her mom decided to put weave on her hair for her to have, you know, what considerably most kids see as normal hair. I just, I can't put a label on that. One of the biggest things I love is... When parents take the effort for their kids not to look like they're trying to have a a 10 times as old or five times as old kid. My daughter, you know, yes, she hates it. But her being appropriate, whether it's the way she dances, the way she dresses, the way she talks, it comes from how you're raised. One of the major things I saw with my youngest stepdaughter is... She took a different approach with getting warm to me. And getting warm to me was like me not forcefully like, oh, I'm your stepmother. I'm in your life. And this is what's going on. It was her taking her time to get to know me, to trust me, to trust what I said, to trust being around me. And she does have her moments where she misses her mom or she might miss, you know, moments of mom and dad. But she doesn't have the moments that we had in the beginning where a lot of times the conversations we had was about her being appropriate and you know my husband was really adamant about you know how his you know child's mother raised her and how us being at a certain level on our end was most important whether it be making sure she cleaned up after herself, making sure she knew how to take a shower, make sure she put deodorant on, make sure she took care of herself, make sure she took responsibility in the things that was hers, whether it be making sure all her stuff made it back home with her or she kept clean or, you know, kept her stuff clean in order or whatever. And a lot of times we rely on our children to be independent. I remember my mom was living in Trinidad when I was young. I would take the flights back and forth and I would have to pack my suitcases and pack my things and have an idea what I wanted to wear and how I wanted to do stuff. And my father trusted that I knew how to take care of myself to an extent, 
but it's like you as a parent have to still step in and guide it's so crazy to me that parents always are hesitant to be not even the bad guy but hesitant to talk or say things if they disagree with how their child is dressed or how they talk or how they act and one of the major things is like if your child's in an activity like cheerleading or dance or sassiness and looks are majorly how can I say it where a child can come to the point where them having sass or them doing certain things is appropriate for that moment that time that action but in their everyday life that much sass is not necessary that much kind of conversation and one of the things you know most people notice when they meet my husband is his size is very um overshadowing of his kids so a lot of times the kids are scared if they always say they were like oh your kids are always scared around i said no it's a level of respect that a lot of kids don't always have for their parents like i never thought my father was little until i became older and we're like eye level to each other but i had a real fear of my dad i had the fear of as a parent i feared you know crossing him i feared doing something wrong i feared all of these parts and pieces so for me my husband has that same level of respect and fear where the kids knew not to test him not to try him not to play games with him in a way that was inappropriate and because of my husband's size it naturally comes like oh he's so big and scary but it's not about him being big and scary my husband is the most playful joyful you know big kid you'll meet but he also wants to have a level of respect where he wants his children to respect him respect his household respect his rules respect me that he doesn't allow them to fall victim to whatever else is going on whether it be if they felt they could talk back or they felt like they was going to come in you know act crazy my husband always kind of made sure he stepped in now one of the major things that people miss when it comes to appropriating their children to a certain level is like you don't have to you don't have to be your child's friend to get the job done my mom's favorite line, and I know every other black parent have heard this line, I'm not your little friend. I'm not one of your little friends. I'm not, you know, whatever your parents used to say, it was always a level of I am not. And the reason being that parents wanted a level of respect. Parents wanted a level of respect where, yes, we can crack a joke, we can have a moment, but we're not friends. I'm still your parent, I'm still your guardian, I'm still looking after you, I'm still protecting you. And even though we might have a moment of, you know, solace or a moment of laughter, don't think then that you could try me or say something out the wall. Like, I remember I had to be at least 15, 14, 15 years No, I was probably older than that. No, I was definitely under 17. So anywhere between like 14 and 16. I went on a road trip with my mom. And no. It was like, it was definitely later. It was, I had to be after 18 because I remember it specifically. Because my brother was back home. And um, that was definitely after college. Now that I think about it. It was somewhere, nonetheless. I was still under, uh, I was still basically like under 20. And... My mom and I, you know, we went on this trip. My brother was with us. 
And something had happened. And I went to tell the story. And I was like, these crazy people. And my mother was like, excuse me? And I was like, well, all I was saying was, like, y'all were acting crazy or it was a funny moment. My mother was just like, who are you talking about? I am not, and, like, embarrassed me to the extent I'm sitting there crying, trying to tell a jokingly story where my mom completely diminished every moment I had to tell this story in a way that wasn't disrespectful, wasn't hurtful, wasn't rude or nasty. But I literally was like, these folks are crazy, like, in a sense of me describing someone humorously. My mom, nope, she saw it as me describing to her in a inappropriate, because my mom has a PhD and she's a doctor, so she ain't nobody's fool, and she ain't nobody, and I'm just like, what are you talking about, mom? Like, I'm literally saying these, you know, funny people, these jokingly people, like, what are you talking about? And it was so crazy to me because I look back on the situation now and I was just like, I definitely felt my mom overreacted. I definitely felt like she acted out of pocket. She definitely took it to the extent. And I think she did it to prove a point in a way of like embarrassing me because it was like, she dug into me in a sense of like, I couldn't even say anything. Like I just, I was so over it. And I think one of those are the type of moments for me where I was like, okay, see, this is why I don't want to be my mother's friend. I don't, I, I don't like my mom because I felt as though me having a moment of cracking a joke where most parents would have never even thought twice about it. My mom had to fully foot on embarrassedly like check me. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, It was crazy to me, but I look back now, but I'm like, as an adult, I see where I may have crossed the line. I see where my joke might have been touchy, but again, it's how you raise your kids. My youngest stepdaughter talks to her mom in a way that I would not allow her to talk to me. Like, perfect example, we went and dropped her off at her mom's, and she, her mom had her hair in a ponytail, had taken out her hair. And the first thing she says is, Mom, why your hair look like that? You need to get your hair done. And her mother, like, cracked a joke and laughed and was like, girl, get in the car. Like, mind your business. But to me, she felt it was appropriate, which is why she said it. Now, whether you thought it was appropriate or you felt as though she embarrassed you in a way where you're like, this is your seven-year-old talking to you like this. But you allowed her to do that. And you always must allow her to do it. That's why she felt so comfortable doing it. It's kind of like if your kid's you know, stay out late and party hard. Don't all of a sudden act like when you got company at your house that your kids don't do this. Or if your kid, you know, run run rampant through the house or they always act crazy at the grocery store and now all of a sudden you out there with your mom and your mom is like, you need to get control of your kids or you out with your homegirl and your homegirl's like, girl, your kids are out here acting crazy. Don't be embarrassed. Your kids will only do what you allow them to do. And I mean that most respectively. If you aren't putting your foot down at home or on a regular, don't try to do it in front of company or a crowd. Your kids will full on embarrass you in a way that they didn't intentionally mean to, but it definitely had its intention. I never look back on myself as uh, disrespectful at all to my parents. I definitely had an opinionated feeling and I definitely spoke my mind, but I never disrespected my parents in such a way where it was like, I I embarrassed them, you know what I mean? Or they had to come back and, like, apologize for my actions. I feel like I've had moments of me being a kid, and being a kid is totally different than embarrassing them. So me being a kid might be 
you know, me and the other kids were playing rough and I pushed the kid too hard. Or me and one of the girls, we were both trying to be the captain and I realized I'm going to be the captain because I was the bigger kid. I made myself the captain and now the girl's feelings is hurt. Or, you know, stuff like that where it's a kid being a kid in the most, you know, simple of forms. Kids don't like to share. If they don't have to share, kids don't share. And if you've never had to share, again, you won't share. Versus kids who've had, you know, 12 and 13 siblings where people are passing down clothes and people are passing down toys. Everything is a shared object. Versus a kid like me, I've never had sisters. I didn't grow up in a household with sisters. I've only had brothers. So for me, sharing was like myself. I shared with myself. My cousins got my handy-downs or my cousins got my secondhand things. So I never knew what it was like. And as an adult, you know, I'm so used to, if my child wants it, I'm going to get it for her. If my child needs it, I'm going to make sure she has it. I've always been, you know, an independent person in that sense. But again, it's all about appropriating. What your kids are wearing and doing and how they, you know, move in this world, it comes from what you've taught them. And what's crazy is the, the way people act when their kids embarrass them. Then it's like, oh my God, oh my Jesus, that is not how I raised her. Baby sis, that's how you raised her. Because she is only doing what, again, you've allowed, taught, and, and, and she's been doing. And for the most part, it's something that can't be changed. I know we dibbled and dabbled in a lot of different pieces in this space for this topic, but it was one of those things that really touched my heart, and I really wanted to talk about it because, again, you don't know what people's perception of your child is, and a lot of times people will root you on and talk about you behind your back. They will say, oh, my God, your daughter is so talented, and then they'll be like, girl, that daughter is so fresh. Every time I turn around, she popping and dropping and twerking and doing X, Y, and Z, or every time I turn around, her mother doing something extra and extravagant, you know, lavishly living beyond her means. Now, for you, if you can afford it, live beyond whatever means anyone else is putting in front of you. For me, I feel like my daughter had her first birthday. The next one will be six. The one after that will probably be 10. The one after that will be 13 and then 16 and then 18. Every birthday is a milestone, but when you start spending money like that and people, you know, can do what they like, I just don't see it necessary. Yes, I will celebrate my child. We will do something small, but I'm not going to have and spend thousands and hundreds and thousands of dollars on a birthday party in that sense. And that's that's just that on that. (laughs) Um, But again, your child, your rules. But, you know, one of the things I will say is be a blessing to someone else, especially when it comes to other kids. If you see kids acting crazy sometimes, the mom is overwhelmed. Be a blessing. Speak to her. Speak into her life. Speak into her children. If you see someone who knows someone whose kid is going crazy, again, speak to them. Speak into their life. Speak into the children. Because sometimes we need a friend. And if you don't have one, ain't nothing better than finding a village and being your own village. But your girl is out. We will talk again. I appreciate you for listening. Subscribe. Leave comments. All that good stuff. And I'm out.